One more track, we're gonna get shit started. One more track. One more track, we're gonna get this shit started, man. Let's check out our gallery part two, all right? All right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I forgot. <coughs> I made a beat at work today. <coughs> yeah, I used the company's uh <coughs> I used the company's computer to make music. Yep. And uh I'm gonna play it. I didn't even name it anything. How about that? We didn't name it, we just gonna play it, rock out to it, then we'll get shit started. Now this was in a hurry, man. I think this took 15 minutes. 15 minutes.
We need to build a wall. Jersey, Judah. It's Friday night, man. Although this was supposed to be a short week, it ended up being a short week. You know? I was able to come into work today, not play around. I ain't playing games. I'm I'm trying to get this shit done and over with so I can get the fuck out. You know, you know the you know the vibes, right? The Friday vibes, like man, you just trying to get shit done and over with. At the same time, I wanted to make sure that I was done majority of everything that I need to do. So when I come back in this building, I only have a few things to work on and then I'm out. You know what I mean? But I'm back. All right. Another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, a.k.a. the Crash Out Coliseum. Hey. Hey, we made it through another week, people. A full week. A full week of January, full week of 2024 is concluding. The weekend is ahead. Y'all already know. I'm planning a couple of episodes. Well, I'm planning more than a couple episodes. Y'all know how it goes. I may have to be creative uh, tomorrow. We're going to do an unplugged episode where I will nine times out of ten go through a couple of articles talk about some plans that I have uh, for 2024, the plans that I'm willing to display, of course, and shit like that. Right now, I'm on like 18 miles until E. So I got to keep in mind that once I get to like, once I get to like 12 or even 10, that's when I kind of have to be cautious. So the goal is to go through as much videos as possible um, I almost forgot what I had planned. Today has just been another day, really. But the way that today went by was pretty fast. Oh, yeah. We got fuckery and chicanery. This is the Crash Out Coliseum. On this episode, we got Adam 22, the 22 ster does an interview with DJ Vlad four months ago. We got two clips from that, one four minutes, the other six minutes and 38 seconds. Then we got No Jumper Clips, seven-minute clip of that. And then we have Ricky Smiley's full response. Now, it's actually already 6.42. Uh, We got 35 minutes of content to get into, so let's not waste any time. I do want to go through all of this before concluding this episode. Uh, We got Adam22 saying... My wife got millions to sleep with one guy. I know chicks who do it for 1000 So I don't know if this is like a flex. Oh, my girl sucks dick and she gets paid millions of dollars for it. It's not a flex. It's just my personal opinion. But it's Adam 22. Adam 22, video number two by the 22ster. I would be okay with my wife, Lena, Pursuing another guy, pleasuring, excuse me, not pursuing. I would be okay with my wife, Lena, pleasuring another man in front of me. And by the way, I don't even know. I just got the parts that just seemed 
outlandish as fuck. Like, a point to where you would have to ask a question of, are you really sure about that? Like, but then again, it's Adam 22's always been one of those people that to me seems like a person who would prioritize money over friendship, over things like that, which I can understand to an extent. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the way of getting money and who you exploit kind of plays a factor. Um, Crip Mac. A lot of people would understand uh, the name Crip Mac, 5'5". Five, five. Uh, what was that? 55 Crip... What, uh, 55 Street or... 55 whatever. Right? Gang member. Now, here's the problem. When you have people like this, you have the opportunity of people getting exploited. Whack 100 mentioned it in the sense of well, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying shout out to WAC 100 I just checked out the interview that he did with Vlad TV salute to Vlad TV as well um, when it comes to like Crip Mac a lot of people will say well Adam 22 is exploiting him then others will say um, 600 uh, Crip Mac's former uh, manager was exploiting him then some would say China Mac, who China Mac ended up being, ended up becoming real close to uh, Crip Mac. They do a lot of uh, content together. They became close friends. But with Adam 22, there's usually some controversy. There's usually something, or there's usually a situation that occurs that even if Adam 22 appears to be the victim, he's the one that capitalizes off of it because he has the content, right? Um, Who else can I... Like Vlad. Vlad did an interview with WAC 100. Vlad and WAC had beef for years. Um, Vlad and... Hassan Campbell did an interview. Now, here's my question. This is this is a major question because I remember a beef between Hassan Campbell and what's his name? Queens Flip. Shout out to Queens Flip. There was there was an issue between these two where Hassan Campbell got mad at Queens Flip for having Sadnetta as an interview. And I asked Hassan, like, what's the difference between that situation occurring and you kind of knowing, like, okay, this is about the controversy between, you know, two people to get the other side's perspective of what's going on. What's the difference between that and the difference between you um, doing an interview with Vlad and then Vlad does an interview with WAC 100. It's kind of like selective politicking. It's like you know one side, one, one, one aspect is more powerful than the next. When you look at somebody like Vlad, you're looking at somebody who's been in the game 
for 15 years, close to 20 years, right? People call him a culture vulture, but people, it's not like he's the judge. It's not like, in a sense, like people are summoned to go see Vlad to do an interview. These people freely do interviews. And from what I remember, Vlad pays people exceptionally well to do the interview because the name that he chose or the people who he interviews is going to be a part of his revenue and a part of his views. That's how you handle business. Adam 22 seems like somebody that will throw someone under the bus just to get the views and just to get the clout. So I always looked at uh, I always looked at Adam 22 sideways. But we got Brick Baby after going into the no jumper clips. Brick Baby uh rolling 60s nigga. Shout out shout out to the neighborhood, all right? Shout out to the neighborhood. Uh, Brick Baby calls out Flacco uh, for being obsessed with academics, quote, private parts. Uh, we're going to get into that as well. And then the goal is to get through those three videos first. And then the second segment, I'm going to just go through it, which is Ricky Smiley's for full response to Cat Williams' diss on Club Shay Shay. Um, and that's from CH News. All right, so, and by the way, CH is comedy hype. All right, so shout out to comedy hype. Shout out to No Jumpers Clips, or No Jumper Clips. And shout out to Vlad TV, DJ Vlad. And let's start things off with Adam22 uh, pretty much talking about being a successful cuck. All right. Hey, man, look, every relationship is different. Huh. And uh, just because someone out there, their relationship is more, quote unquote, traditional and they don't agree, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm sure that a lot of men that voted my poll who said they would never do this, when you look at their actual relationships, you're going to see a lot of interesting things in those relationships. A lot of compromises, yeah. a lot of acceptance and so forth. That poll that you did really left. But at the same time, I'm going to have to interrupt you have a lot of soldiers who just stand their ground. Like they're not going to compromise um, who they are and what they believe in their traditional values to be looked at as a fucking clown on, you know, the internet, national television, you name it. So there is a trade off where you'll have a guy that says, you know, there's no way in hell. I would let my woman go out there and sleep with other guys behind my back. But then, you know, this guy may not have any fucking clue, any fucking idea that his woman is out there sucking dick and fucking guys anyway. The man just doesn't know about it. Or the man, he'll, he won't compromise his, his values and he won't compromise his ethics for a woman but he'll let the woman tell him what to do and who he should hang out with and what time he should be home. There's levels to this shit, right? It's like when people talk about, oh, man, how could you pay money to be with a woman? How could you pay money to sleep with a woman? How could you pay money, um, you know, to be around women as if guys never been in a relationship? My nigga, that's a relationship. 
Look, from dating alone, from the first date, you've already compromised. You see what I mean? Most men compromise on the first date because most men have been taught in a lot of ways, don't pay for something until you get what you pay for. So you're you're paying for the possibility to be with a woman. But in reality, for the date's sake, you're paying for the woman temporarily. And some of these women who consider themselves serial daters, I want y'all to think about that. Are you following me? I want you to think about that. These women consider themselves serial daters, people. So when you have a guy who's interested in one woman who's known as a serial dater, he's doing nothing more but renting the woman. Are you following me? Renting the bitch. But then you got Adam 22, the 22 ster. The 22 ster. What the? This nigga decides, hey, you know what? Dig this. Like this, like this is how pathetic motherfuckers really are in life. They say, you know what? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a career out of my wife getting fucked and me talking about it in front of the world. No dis and look, this is not any disrespect. However, a person wants to live their life, they live their life freely. But if you put it out there in the open, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to react to it in the open. That's kind of how this thing works. You know, Adam 22 is all about content. So rain, sleet, snow, sunshine, whatever the fuck happens for him, it's all about content. And people for years pointed out the toxic environment that is no jumper. But the only people that really were able to to come out of it unscathed and still have something to talk about and have an audience is the fig community world niggas. You know what I mean? Shout out to T-Rail. You know, shout out to the Groovers. Uh, You know, shout out to AD. Shout out to the Compton niggas. All right. They're the only ones that got out that were unscathed. House phone got exposed for fucking with a transsexual, allegedly. And his shit was down the toilet. This nigga was suicidal. Then Adam 22, to put dirt, to put salt on the wound, mentioned the fact that he paid for his mom's funeral, putting the business out there for the world to see. This is the nigga that's pretty much known for content. Me know that I'm built different than the average (laughs) dude. Because that, to me... 200 threesomes and she gets to fuck one guy like if it was that black and white I, I'm all in on the threesomes like to me that is the greatest deal I've ever heard like well, if, I didn't even say threesomes I said have sex with 200 women yeah even which just that. makes it even yeah. more appealing for yeah. the man but I think part of it is that like a lot of guys I don't I think it's not appealing to men it's more appealing to males who are still hypersexual, who still think with their dicks. It's not men who really want that. Um, men, a man will fetishize certain things, but in his mind, he knows that 
that particular fantasy or that particular kink being fulfilled may not be the best thing. For a man to sort of urge his wife to have sexual activity, even if that woman is with other women, it's wicked. It's foul. But then again, this comes from a man who doesn't believe in the most high. So surprise, surprise. Make it out like, oh, you're insecure if you don't let someone else fuck your wife. But I do think a lot of guys have insecurities about their relationship. And Now, who said the same thing? I want y'all to think about this. It's a person. I'll give you a clue, people. I'll give you a clue. It's a person that recently went through a terrible divorce. If you said destiny, you're right. And destiny was also on No Jumper. I remember Destiny, but he didn't say this on No Jumper. He said this on one of his streams where, you know, because guys, guys are more direct. And I think women are more vocal in a sense that a woman will talk your head off, but not tell you what she wants or why she's talking to you. A man will talk few words, but all the words mean something straight to the point. That's that. You know how streaming is, you know how, and the the beauty of podcasting is I don't got to deal with comments. I don't got to deal with hateful words, okay? (laughs) People can just dislike me, not listen to me, or continue to dislike and listen. Either way, I appreciate it. But, you know, I don't have to deal with too many comments and shit. You know what I mean? So when you're a streamer, it's like almost a requirement that as a streamer, you give the audience, you give the audience, the people that are listening and the people that are watching um, a view of who you are as a person outside of the video game you're playing. And I think that's why game streaming and streaming in general, IRL streaming is kind of taking over because people are kind of, you know, people are curious to what, you know, a favorite person is doing on day on a day to day basis. Right. So like streaming or like, for example, IRL, which is in real life, IRL streaming is pretty much like a a continuous vlog, right? Or a marathon vlog. It's the best way to put it, where you're kind of in a way that I'm talking. I have a video. I have a video version of me talking and doing things. Oh, I got to go to the store. So I'm talking to my phone while going into the store. So there is that weird there's that weird obsession to where people want to know about what you do outside of podcasting or what you do outside of the camera. And, you know, IRL streaming became one of those ways of people knowing. And I don't know what kicked this off, but Destiny had said something like, you know, I'm completely fine with my wife going out there and having sex with who she wants as long as she comes home. And I remembered how he said it it, sat, it it was like an alarm ringed off in my head. And I'm like, wait, I've heard this before from women. See, this is how women talk when they're with a high value man. The women who are in a relationship with a high value man that knows that that man could possibly see or is possibly seeing other women, 
that woman is going to have that mentality of, all right, he can do what he wants just as long as I don't see it and he comes home to me and he takes care of what he needs to take care of in the household, all right? Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 You have Destiny asking the same question. Now, the reason why I'm connecting the two is that outside of porn, Destiny freely lets his girl go out there and have sex with men. This is a straight-up open marriage, open relationship, open hellhole, whatever you want to call it, it's open. It's all the way open. And what's weird, like, what's weird to me, like, niggas is weird because, like, you got enough money to where you can, like, I mean, you can get a bunch of bitches, dude, like, and and, and live that life. And then, like, like, if I had all the money in the world, like, I'm a piece of shit. So God made sure Negroes like me didn't get money. Um, you know, when Dave Chappelle said they should have never gave y'all niggas money, that would be that would be what, what would happen to me if I received a lot of money. I would have women compete for me because I'm a piece of shit. And I would have women compete for me on some flavor of love 24 seven shit slash bad girls club slash. Um, um, remember the girl next door, the, uh, the Playboy show. I think that was VH1. I'm gonna have all that shit wrapped in one. I'm going to have bitches mud wrestling, you know, for my care and consideration. Because if I make a lot of money, a bitch already know I'm a meal ticket. Just like if you made a lot of money. Any man that's listening, if you make, if you make like six figures, dude, like you're, you're in another playing field. If you can't get a bitch, then you're fucking slow and you're retarded, my nigga. Like there, there's no excuse, dude. So when you got a nigga like Adam 22, who's like a millionaire, he has no jumper. I'm pretty sure he's a millionaire who is with a woman, married a woman who it's not her fault. He allows it. She goes out there. She has a career in porn. She has a career doing this and that. And Adam 22 doesn't only allow it to happen. He fucking like this nigga. He talks about it open and freely. Like it's a weird situation where it's like, brother, you got money. Like, see all these guys. And this is what I realized. Like academics is right. When the red pill kind of fizzled was when people found out that Andrew Tate had kids. Right. That's when the red pill fizzled because everybody thought, well, shit, he doesn't have kids. He doesn't have a woman. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. And niggas got entirely different lives behind the scenes. But they give you the gimmick as if it's the real deal. You know, they'll tell you they bag a bunch of bitches as if that's really their lifestyle. And behind the scenes, they paying the bitches just to show up at the club and give them attention. All these piss poor PUAs. Are you following me? But this is the opposite. This is like the grandmaster cuck. Um, they're kind of worried Cuckle. about their girl leaving them or their girl enjoying sex with someone else. I feel like over the years, seeing her fuck so many different uh, women on camera, as well as just knowing so many people in the porn industry who are who have open relationships and are able to shoot with other people on camera and it's all good. I think that that just kind of uh, made me sort of like numb to the whole idea of it and Oh, so how does that sound? Does that sound like a man who's happy in his marriage? 
if you're numb to, you're just numb to it. Like, oh, you get used to it. You kind of get dead on the inside, so it doesn't matter. You know, seeing my wife get plowed. It's it's just bizarre to me. Like, this shit is, like, really, like, spooky. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. it definitely doesn't seem like anywhere near as big a deal as I felt like it was prior to this. I mean, look, you are shaking the foundations. You know, at first I said America, but, you know, once I started thinking about it, really shaking the foundations of marriage historically worldwide. Because, look, I just got back from Dubai. Mm-hmm. Women are wearing full-blown burqas, like, with just an eye slit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, there's the, the, the ones mostly who are covering their hair, which is a big... It's just weird that our country, and this is why I tend to stay out of these conversations... With however these people want to live their lives, they're free to live their lives. I can have my judgment about it, but if you look at Dubai, what crimes are going on in Dubai? What crimes are happening in Dubai? Like, p- crimes that are open, what sex acts or what perversion or what radical group is taking over in Dubai? There are none. So the simple trade-off can be like, yeah, you know, our, you know, our view, the worldview of men t- to women is night and day when you look at Dubai versus America. But <coughs> our morals and our values is like down a drain. <coughs> so like, realistically speaking, we don't really have... Like our like when people will say our our moral compass, when people talk about moral compass, America's moral compass has possibly has got to be like the lowest to where it's almost a joke where we talk about how bad other countries are, but they're only bad of of our worldview because we look at the world in America as well, um, everyone else should be like America, you know, you know, God bless America, you know, home of the free, land of the brave. And and we look at that when it comes to other cultures, we don't, we don't have a true appreciation with other cultures because a lot of us have kind of became, you know, westernized. We're all melting pot. Even an Indian, you know, if they're in America, we would just see them as Americans and their ways of living is the same ways of our living. They eat with utensils, all types of shit, right? I look at other cultures, niggas is eating with their hands. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is this? They eating with their hands, passing the shit around. I'm like, yo, y'all must be brothers, bro. Y'all know how like you and your brother can drink out of the same cup, pause, right? Because y'all, y'all blood related. Like, so that's, that's kind of like. A psychological thing. Like, oh, we're blood related. That shit don't matter. I remember niggas back when COVID-19 was going on. Niggas was wearing masks, but smoking blunts, passing blunts around with masks on their chins. Madness. Retarded. If niggas had COVID, you're passing it around, jackass. Take the fucking mask off. Niggas are stupid, slow, and illiterate. I swear to God. I swear to God. That's the dumbest shit I've seen in my life. Thing also, but... Even on the plane, there was women who had the full black with a with just a slit for their eyes, which means that 
not only are men not okay with other men fucking their women, they don't even want another man to even know what she looks like. Insane. You see what I'm saying? You can see my wife's eyeballs. And then, and then even staring at somebody's woman out there. Well, I know in the old times, staring at a woman's woman, that was uh, staring at a woman's, um, you know, staring at a man's woman. That was, that was like, you know, smack in the face. Niggas would beat you the fuck up over that. The ring, that's why the wedding ring symbolizes so much that I don't think a lot of us talk about it, but I, I might, I might bring that up in a future episode, like the symbol of the ring, right? And what the ring symbolizes in terms of marriage and relationships and a woman, whether she wants to acknowledge it or not, she becomes the man's property. And I don't mean property in the terms of a non-breathing thing. It's like how a, a, how a woman looks at his children. I mean, how a woman looks at her children is how a man looks at his woman. God over man, man over woman, women over children. Are you following me? Like I said earlier, man, new level, new devil, new year, new fear. All right. Uh, Jaguar Wright's channel got terminated, apparently. Her second channel, if I'm not mistaken. We can only assume some community guideline violation. We, we, we all know the game. Are you following me? We all know the game. We know the fuckery. That's where it stops. Yeah. Okay? I'll give you two eyeballs. And that's all you get. Right? Oh, you want to see a nose? Fuck that shit. <laughs> no, you can't see your chin. Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. No, I've never understood why. I mean, I really, I feel for those women. I, I kind of feel like that should be illegal right there. I think... And the problem with Adam 22, and you know, his family worked for like Democrats and shit. So he's a liberal. The problem with white liberals like like Adam 22 is that he doesn't understand that culture is culture and tradition is tradition. You know, some you, you stay your fucking ass in America and live the way you live and stay out of other people's business respectfully. You know, that's like Adam 22 is an atheist. He spends his time uh, mocking the most high. And the people who are under him, they must, they, you can't be a Christian. You can't believe in God working for people like Adam 22. And I'm just going to tell you like that. When it comes to, like I said earlier, a moral compass, his moral compass is off kilter. Are you following me? He's willing to do anything to make money, throw people under the bus, start fights. And then when niggas say, hey, we going to see you and it's, and we going to get down, pause, then he backs up. Oh, maybe I said too much. Like, yeah. This is the 22-ster, okay? Because that's just... Well, seems like the most anti-woman, just abusive thing possible. And I, I want to respect other cultures and shit, but to me, that has... There's no way that a Khazart like you, a non-religious, a no-God-fearing Khazart like yourself would ever be able to say you respect culture while dismissing and disrespecting the culture at the same time. See, this is the problem. Like, And I, I believe when it comes to culture vultures, right? And I don't like to use that word, but I came to the conclusion that people put that label on the wrong individuals, right? You know, I've heard... I've heard um, DJ Vlad, shout out to DJ Vlad... Vlad TV, fair use, you dig? Let a nigga eat. 
hashtag let a nigga eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need if you need employees to do interviews, brother, holla at your boy. You know what I mean? And um, you know, but anyway, people say DJ Vlad, he's a fed. Like this nigga's a rat. I'm like, wait, what? So a rat. So y'all telling me, and this is like six nine fantasy land type shit, right? Like, so y'all niggas can make anybody a rat, but then an actual rat, y'all just let ride off to the sunset. Is this what we doing? Are you following me? DJ Vlad, as far as I'm concerned, DJ Vlad has some of the best interviews with some of the best people that I followed on the internet and the people that I watched. Um, the rappers are, I have to say, some of the stupidest people of all time. And like, I don't respect like in the in the art form of rap and hip hop and entertainment. I respect the art. I respect the craft. I can actually separate the two because I don't I don't give a fuck about the thug image and, and, and keeping up with, you know, the thugs and the goonies and the and all that. Sh- I don't really give a fuck about all that. To me, that's nigger shit. And the problem with black people is we look at that as the only way out. Like, oh, I got a coon. I better tap dance. I better eat, you know, fried chicken on camera. I better eat watermelon on camera. I better do a, a shucking fucking jive. You know, I better cut the rug. You know what I'm saying? And there's some niggas that's just not built like that. I'm not built like that. And it's not just a pride thing for me as a black, as an American black, but it's a pride thing for me as an individual. And it's individual pride. And it's not, I understand now what people mean by pride being evil. (coughs) If you have pride in anything else, it's evil. Even if you have pride in religion, that's evil. Uh, because there's things of that religion or there's things of what you have pride in that is not prideful, right? I can't be prideful for black when black is killing black at an alarming rate. Um, I can't, I can have pride as an individual who is black and who chooses to be the exception of the rule, um, who chooses to think outside of the box through the grace of God and not be a fucking follower and a peasant and a peon and a nobody and a jabroni. I mean, there's there's personal pride. And I do think to a point there comes ego, right? And the thing that reality is what separates my ego, right? What I have to do day in and day out separates my ego. Um you know, me having more personal discussions and conversations separates my ego because I'm always reminded that, you know, there's other people who can be doing a lot worse. You know what I mean? And some people I do believe in a lot of ways just had like a fucked up. They were just dealt a fucked up hand. Family was fucked up. Their environment's fucked up. They don't have much motivation outside of, a, well, outside of family. They don't have motivation within family and they find motivations in the streets. They find motivation with monetary gain, but they find motivation in um, violence, uh, destruction and chaos amongst their own people. So the Negro becomes the Negro's terrorist. Um, the Negro becomes the Negro's uh, worst enemy. 
but with the white liberal like um acad- not academics uh, I'm black uh, Adam 22 he uses the gang culture the violent culture the shoot 'em up culture the guns and the you know the drug culture to captivate the black audience and for that point I'm going to have to consider him a fucking culture vulture Once again, exempting any claims that DJ Vlad does any ratting or any sort of culture vulture activity where this man has been a fan and a DJ, an actual DJ of hip hop music for a number of years. Are you following me? So this ain't this ain't nothing new. Um, this is, a, in my opinion, a real nigga who just so happens to be a white, a Caucasoid. You know, what I mean, I believe he's he's a Jew. He's actually a. Is he a Khazar for real? Isn't he a, a Russian? I think he's like a Russian Jew, I think. Shout out to those people. Are you following me? You know, there are righteous Jews. You know, I, I don't I don't play the Jew bashing games with people. You know, I believe that there are righteous Jews, like there are righteous Christians, and to an extent, even righteous um, atheists. Because those who are atheists are only spiritually lost. And just because you claim to know God doesn't make you better than anybody else under God. Are you following me? Oh, it just seemed to me as something that, like, society at some point really has to leave that shit in the rearview mirror. In Saudi Arabia, which is right next door to Dubai, women were just... Here's another thing that I think whites, not, and no attack to the whites, but, like, white people, you know, white liberals like uh, Adam-22, a cuck. He talks about, and, and just think about this for a second, and and for people who say, oh, you're just hating on Adam-22, no, I'm not. I just disagree with his lifestyle and his viewpoints on a lot of things. Like, for example, he's talking about a culture and a society of something he knows nothing about. We don't share societies throughout our cultures and countries. I'm going to say that again. We do not share societies. The societal order will always be different in different areas. The reason why a lot of men in the country go to, uh, you know, Asia and places in Asia is because the value system of a man is different there than in the States. Uh, Women will seek hardworking men and, and men who are doing things more traditional because they themselves are more traditional people. Now, Adam 22 is shaming one part of society. Meanwhile, he's doing content and telling you all these stories and telling you all of these adventures of his wife getting fucked. There was a show, a game show about men arguing over who's going to fuck his wife. Make it make sense. They allowed the ability to drive. Right, yeah. They could even drive by themselves. You know what I'm saying? It, it gets very serious. So you, here comes Adam. Who's <laughs> <laughs> in the exact opposite direction of where we are. Yeah. Fucking everyone's, uh, you know, <laughs> set of values and everything else like that. Me, personally, I don't, I personally don't give a shit. Because you know what I'm saying? You're older and you've been living in the L.A. area for long enough that you know how common this. Bro, Adam is like 40-something years old. And see, this is one of the weird things that I brought up before that kind of made me like look at this individual entirely different. 
when you see Adam 22, he kind of has the tattoos, so he looks like the old punk rocker anyway. But then you realize his targeted audience looks nothing like him. And on top of that, like his targeted audience are like late teen to maybe mid 20s. There's some exceptions like myself. I'm 35. Every now and then there's something on No Jumper that's funny as hell that I watch. But other times when it's him talking about his wife getting fucked and shit like that, I'm going to tell you something, man. And I've said it before. Adam 22 is losing his hip hop audience due to that. The only time the hip hop audience comes back is when he has his usual platform and he's interviewing an artist, you know, an artist from the West Coast or just an artist in general that comes down there. And see, that's like one of the things why I think I think, you know, this nigga is a fucking agent of chaos, just like Asan Campbell, just like Charleston White. But he's in his own category. He's in his own lane. Because he has his own vehicle on the road. You feel me? Some of these niggas is uh, bust downs, breakdowns. Fuck a bust down. These niggas are breakdowns. Did I share that episode that I did earlier? I really hope I did. If not, fuck it. I'm going to have to upload that shit a little later on then. It is what it is. But I, I went over... Uh, I went over that fucking... Um, some video before I had left to go to work and I was at like, I was at the store in the parking lot. I look across the road and this bitch broke down like right in front of the fucking light. And I'm watching cars after cars just pile up behind her and the the lights green. The person behind her has to know that, Oh, something must be wrong with the car. But these people stayed in the lane right behind. I'm like, yo, these are some of the dumbest drivers in the fucking country, New Jersey. Some of the dumbest drivers. They can't drive. They can't. It's embarrassing. And I mentioned how dumb New Jersey drivers are because, well, if you can't move, the one thing you're going to do is at least put the hazard lights on. So then people get the clue, like, all right, let's move around this woman. These niggas stayed right behind the driver because the driver didn't put on the hazard lights. But at the same time, the driver right behind knew you can look and go, oh, something's wrong with the car and go around. Only in America, more specifically, only in Jersey. All right. Her lifestyle is. Yep. And so to me, me and her aren't really like swingers. We haven't really got that far with it. She just did one adult scene with another guy and was basically rewarded with the greatest amount of publicity and money that you could ever imagine. You know, I know tons of chicks who are fucking people for a thousand dollars, you know, like and she got paid millions, basically. But I got to give it to her. Like, she's she's a fucking genius because she had the idea to tease it instead of just dropping it. She put it out as like an announcement. And then for like two and a half weeks or some shit, she, we were just kind of teasing it online. And meanwhile, before the scene even came out, her OnlyFans had exploded to like five times as many subscribers as she had before all this. So that was uh, kind of mind blowing. I, I think she really knocked it out of the park with the whole teasing it before it came out thing. Yeah, man, listen. This like new age trophy wife narrative that's going on, that's what I'm gonna call it. This is like a new age trophy wife narrative, right? Where, well, my woman's successful. She got her OnlyFans. She makes this much amount of money. 
She don't really need my money, but you know. To me, it's just weird. <coughs> because <coughs> that would be like me. Even if like and like and it goes back to what I've said before, where a lot of men aren't really paying attention to women's money like that, because realistically, these men aren't benefiting off a of woman's money. It's like set in stone that a man is financially responsible for a woman after some after some point in time of a relationship. It's facts. Ops on a business level, sure. you know, uh, people have their own ideas, uh, philosophically, morally, whatever else. But at the end of the day, it's not your relationship. <laughs> All right, next video, Jesus. I mean, we did this poll that like 90,000 people voted on. Uh, the biggest poll I've ever done. And, you know, Lena retweeted. I think you retweeted as well. So so the concept in the poll was if you're a girl that should sleep with 200 women in exchange for her sleeping with one man, would you do it? 85 or 90 percent of the people, mostly men, I'm sure, said no. And this started this whole like all these other porn stars started to chime in. I, if you see the comments of these like established like porn girls and guys are, are starting to make comments about how, th see, this is what I'm talking about. Women are treated as property and belongings and everything else like that. And this, and this, and this is the greatest flaw of women is the lack of self-awareness for women. And this is what I've always pointed out. And not, not all, not all, not all, but I'm talking about the women who get into the porn and even on sort of the the bottom of the barrel, which is OnlyFans, or not really the bottom of the barrel, it's kind of like the beginner stage of being a porn star, right? They can only look at the possibilities of what's to come rather than the consequences that that, that is guaranteed to follow. You know, people are going to look at you a certain way. Your reputation is going to take a nosedive, it's going to be a lot of bad things, a, a lot of dirty work, right? A lot of dirty work. And there's always the women who don't realize, and I really think to an extent, they're just not paying attention to the reality of you are now a sex object and you've made yourself a sex object. And me as a man reacting to you and telling you that you are doing things like a sex object should not offend you when you are actually doing the objects or you're actually doing the you're you're doing the shit that makes you an object you are objectifying yourself and whether it's the monetary gain whether it's the clout that comes with it it's always the women who only want the short-term come-ups, but not ready for the long-term consequences. The long-term consequences is the attack of your reputation. You're only going to be known for doing certain things, so you kind of box yourself in a category as a woman. And maybe, at, maybe when you decided to do OnlyFans, you wasn't thinking about um, the men that you would meet, the the guys that you would come across, and. You become interested in a man, and then the man finds out you were doing some uh, risque activity online, and he doesn't want to deal with you. Now, you can get mad at the man and say, oh, well, this guy couldn't handle me. This guy's insecure. That's bullshit. 
you weren't paying attention to what you were doing at the time because you wanted that short-term benefit. That long-term consequences hit you like a ton of bricks when you realize that regardless of how attractive you are as a woman, you having a, a reputation online for doing risque shit, that's going to disqualify you from nine times out of 10, the men you want to deal with. Now, the guys that will still deal with you, trust me, ladies, they're the women you don't want to begin with. But at the same time, your actions come with the consequences. It's a catch-22, right? <laughs> it's a catch-22 for Adam-22, right? Um, where in Adam-22's case, the catch-22 for him is he's successful. He has all this money. He has this attractive woman. But the attractive woman is known for sexualizing herself for money and you as a man have to sit back and take it on the chin. And realistically, even if he didn't, even if, even if he didn't agree with all this, he would still have to take it on the chin. It's like when you see guys like Destiny talk about his so-called open relationship, the man is like dead. Like, like in the eyes, the man is dead. He's lifeless. He's alive yet lifeless, right? He has no momentum. He has no light. You know, God, God is not with him. You understand? And Adam 22, another example. If you watch these interview clips, the nigga look like he's off drugs. Like he, the nigga look like he's zooming. He's off something. Pills, whatever the fuck, man. Niggas is tweaking. I'm sitting back saying to myself, well, wait a minute. So... This hip hop guy, which whether people like it or not, he's not at the top of the podcasting scene, not even on the top of the hip hop scene, but he's definitely probably in the fives outside of five, maybe six, seven top hip hop platform. Um, his problem is he doesn't understand that a lot of those people in the culture of hip hop, I mean, to be specific, the blacks in the culture of hip hop, they're not looking at this whole, you know, you letting your wife get fucked as something cool. Like we don't, we honestly don't give a shit about any of it. You know, if, if the dude was able to do it, like, for example, I'll give you an example of how, and it's not like a race thing, but it is a cultural thing for how certain things are sexually. When a white guy is sort of exposed for letting his wife get fucked, is he shamed as much as a black person? No, because in that culture of, you know, cuckoldry, that shit is a known thing. Even in the porn business, the narrative of this white guy sitting back and letting his fucking wife get plowed by a black dude and he's jerking off in the corner, dude. Like, that's cuckoldry. Like, we don't. Like, real shit, like, the whole Diddy situation was crazy to me. Not, like, not really the freak-off shit. Like, the freak-off shit, even for Diddy, like, allegedly, like, it sounds like some regular shit for somebody like Diddy. I hate to say it like that. It really does. It sounds like some regular shit. The freak-off thing wasn't, wasn't what it was. It was the fact that Diddy sat back, watched his alleged girlfriend get plowed by BBCs, masturbated, and filmed it allegedly. That's the cuckoldry. That's some, like, clown world, 
a porn director type foolishness. Absolutely unacceptable, absolutely out of pocket, but at the same time, typical. You know, at this time, like really like the Hollywood shuffle, the Holly weird shuffle, the clown world activity, the black czars and gatekeepers. It, it reminds me like in reality, like there is really nothing new under the sun. And like even when I hear this guy uh, talk about how like he would let his wife do this and that, like it really doesn't surprise me because once again, you know, this man doesn't consider himself a man of God. So, you know. A man who's godless is capable of doing anything. This is why you can't work with, you know, Khazard gatekeepers like this. Because he's a, he is actually, I would say Adam 22 is a gatekeeper in the West. West Coast gatekeeper for sure. If you could have a platform where you have nothing but gang affiliated um, people on one platform and you can control that entire narrative. Oh, you got it. You're good. If he has problems with somebody on the West Coast, a, a musician, for example, he can say what he wants and in the process of doing that, prevent that nigga from going on any other platform. That's how big Adam 22 is. Like, if you want to kick somebody's back in, he could do that and have a good portion of people behind him because he represents no jumper. And the thing that I give No Jumper credit for is that they kind of created a subculture. They went off the the narrative of hip hop and, you know, West Coast hip hop. But Adam 22 in the beginning incorporating BMX and incorporating extreme sports and skateboarding and shit like that. It kind of complements an artist like Ralphie the Plug. Shout out to Ralphie the Plug, you know, the stinks. R.I.P. to uh, Draco the Roller. Are you following me? It gives sort of credence to that style where you have a subculture. And the subculture is entirely different because the subculture has this weird or even not even weird. It has this odd effect with the West and the West Coast sort of embraced it. And a a very, not shocking, I don't think it's shocking because the West Coast has always been known for like extreme sports, skateboarding. You know, I grew up skateboarding. You know, I've been skateboarding since I was like 12. And my goal was always to go to the West Coast just to hit some of the skate parks. You know, shout out to Long Beach. You know, Long Beach got a couple of nice spots, nice skate parks. But the thing is, California will fool anybody who's outside of California. You'll be in an area and in a neighborhood that you think is cool, but that's really like somebody's territory. Like you're really in the wrong. And depending on what the fuck you got on, what hat you got on, like shit can get very weird. You know what I mean? Shit can get creepy quick. So even in skate parks, you say, oh man, there's a skate park. You in Long Beach, California, you go in there, you probably get jumped by a, a, a couple essays, uh, a, a couple Asians, a couple Crips. You know what I mean? Them niggas going to jump you. Even though they see you got a skateboard, like, oh, you in our territory. Like, nigga, you got a whole skate park here, bro. Like, none of y'all ride. Like, let me get like 30 minutes. 
and I can be on I can be on my way. I promise I'm not with nobody. You got to convince these niggas to number one, not blow your head off, not rob you. And then number two, let you slide. Like, I'm just trying to skate. And then another thing that I heard, but then this is like a cultural thing. In New Jersey, people that don't know, New Jersey is not New York. Not everybody with the accent of Jersey is from New York. Some of us are from Jersey. Anywhere you go, right? <laughs> it's like a thing. It's like, it's weird because like, I probably wouldn't know a nigga who's from Texas, but I'll know somebody who's from Georgia. Or it's like a regional thing. I'll know somebody who's from Baltimore from how they talk and their slang and their vernacular. Are you following me? For some reason, every other motherfucker outside of New Jersey thinks niggas that's from New Jersey are from New York. Like, I swear to God, like, niggas from down south, oh, you from New York. You a New York nigga. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, from Jersey. Oh, that's the same thing. See, that shit offends me. That That's when I get offended. Like, really? We, we the same. Like, the New Jersey, New York. Two different states. We, we the same, though, right? All right. Bet. You know what I mean? That's like calling a Haitian a Jamaican, nigga. Are you following me? Like, what's wrong with you? Niggas get mopped out for that, man. When you go... Matter of fact, hold on. Let me stop tweaking. Let me stop tweaking. Let me end this as segment one. Segment two on the way. You understand? Segment two on the way. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We, we got at least less than an hour left to get through this episode. All right, segment two. I was losing track of time. Are you following me? It's 7.37. I seen that all these people, these all these dickheads left. So that's cool. So when I come back in, I got one side of the hallway to do. Auto scrub that. Burnish that. I got this area that I have to that I have to do that these niggas was probably fucking the floors all up. But I'm I'm gonna handle that and, and be done with the day. I'm not playing games. I think what time did I clock in? Two oh five. All right, yeah, ten oh five. All right, not bad. I figure if I stop at eight oh five, that gives me exactly two hours to do what I need to do, and I think I'll have enough time to do that. So we're going to continue this Adam 22 fuckery. You know what I mean? And we're going to talk about something briefly before we go even deeper into the comedy hype video where Ricky Smiley responds to Cat Williams. When you go outside the country, you go in the Middle East. I was just in Dubai. Like, it's a real thing. Like, women are walking around in the, the burkas that are literally a little eye slit. You're not going to see her hair. You're not going to see her figure. You're not going to see nothing. And I think most men do feel a sense of ownership with their women. And there's also this interesting concept of... What did I say about marriage and property? Go back to the last segment. I said the same thing with marriage and property. Anyway. Body count and stuff like that. Oh, you know, like how many, how many bodies is too much for you to wife a woman? You know, is, is five too many? Is 10 too many? Is 20 too many? You know what I mean? I remember someone had the best comment that they said, I don't give a shit 
about how many people my partner slept with, do they have a clean STD test? Mm. Right? You can sleep with one person and have AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm That's one too many. Everybody working in the adult industry has a clean STD test because otherwise they wouldn't be in exactly. the adult industry. I get that's not true. That's not. That's the most dumbest shit I've heard. In fact, all the people listening, all you would have to do is go back to All Washed Up. Uh, what did I call it? Was it All Washed Up? Yeah, All Washed Up. The Washed Up series that I had. Talking about these former 304 porn stars who ended up getting STDs multiple times. Who ended up like going through the worst experiences within the uh, porn industry. And even though at the time it was supposed to be jokes, which trust me, I had fun laughing at it, but it was also an educational purpose behind me going through this for a lot of y'all fast ass women that think, you know, your way to fame is what's in between your legs. Y'all bitches don't even get tested. Y'all don't even see the gyno. Y'all hoes are despicable, man. Disposable. And any guy that deals with you, it's like a vice. You, you play a vice. You you play a man's vice. You play a, a man's temptation. Um, you play a distraction in a lot of cases. And some women claim that they can't control it, but at the same time, they got their ass showing everywhere they're going, titties out, the whole nine, tight yoga pants. You know, the yoga pants is the thing now. I don't know what allowed these fat women to do it, though. I'm telling you that. I'm getting sick of that, fat bitches. Sick and tired of that. Fucking torso shaped like a turkey, but got on some fucking yoga pants. The fuck is going on? Are you following me? Sick. Every two weeks. So does every single girl that I shoot with, which... When I think about how often I got tested when I was still a civilian, yeah. I was fucking random girls with no condom all the time and civilian. getting tested like maybe once a year. This nigga so, said yeah. fucking random people when he was a civilian. What in the f- This nigga sounds like an agent, bro. The body count thing, I mean, I didn't even consider that. I mean, she's been loyal to me for seven years. I guess if it was anything, it was really more of a process of... Here's the here's the catch, right, with the whole open relationship thing. Can we all agree that loyalty to an extent doesn't exist in an open relationship? Here's what I mean. How can you say a woman is loyal to you while getting pumped and dumped, smashed and passed by other people on film? There is no loyalty. The loyalty is out of the window. You've compromised that by allowing it. Or not even you allowing it by you going along with it. Because the woman's going to do what she wants regardless. Are you following me? But it's the way that she does it. And it's what you allow at the end of the day. So even if behind the scenes you are just that guy who's about making money. A person with morals will kind of go, well, damn, that's crazy. And it's not like it's not like that, that I give a shit. I just think it's worth talking about because it's entertaining. Because, you know... To an extent, you know, there is logic and, you know, on a money sense. But like I said, if you have no if you have no faith, if you have no belief in anything, if you don't believe in core consequences, what I mean by core content, matter of fact, I need to stop like I need to stop coming up with with content that I need to write down. But core consequence is. 
some people have like things that they want in life and other people have something that they don't want. And the things that they don't want is usually things they fear. Like, for example, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be locked up. You know, what I mean, that's a fear. Nigga, I'm not, I'm not trying to go behind any walls or anything. None of that shit. I enjoy my freedom. So I, I try to stay on the upright when it comes to that alone. Um, <clears throat> core consequence would be me doing something so stupid that my worst fears come true, where I get locked up, I go to jail, and I throw away my life temporarily or permanently, depending on what I get locked up for. Through the grace of God, I'm not in that situation, but I'm saying I'm not judging a person who is because I can understand how somebody can be pushed to a certain point of doing such. And it may be you trying to defend somebody, someone you love. It may be you at the wrong place at the wrong time and you got to defend yourself and get down or some other bullshit. Every human being on this earth has that possibility. And some people don't even know what they're capable of. And the danger of humanity is knowing what you're capable of. When you become a person who can control your instinct and control the way that you react to things, not just by impulse. When you're that when you're when you know the program and you know you're not bigger than the program and you respect the program, the program benefits you. You become the program. But the program can never become you. You are you. Anything that uses you uses your image or uses what you have in terms of creativity. Those people can be what they want, want to be and make the money, but they still, in a way, need you to go out there and do the work. See, that's the thing about this job here, that in all actual actuality, I don't give a fuck. I could, I could cuss out my boss right now, and I've cussed out my boss on several occasions because... And not even to be arrogant, but I know these niggas will get rid of everybody else on my staff besides me. Excuse me. They'll get rid of everybody else on my staff besides me. Not because they like me. It damn sure ain't because I like them because I don't. It's because, hey, this one person shows up to work on time, shows up to work before he's supposed to uh, before he's supposed to start just to set everything up that he has to do for today. Does what he got to do and leaves. We don't got to worry about this nigga doing anything stupid. We don't got to worry about this nigga cussing anybody out as long as they leave him alone. They know niggas know not to fuck with me at the job. So like I said, I don't respect a lot of these people like that. And I realize that there's people that you you come across that just are not going to respect you. They're not going to have that consideration or respect for you because they don't view you a certain way. And you have to learn to kind of just take that on the chin and keep it moving. The moment that you take all this shit personal or if somebody doesn't like you, it's the difference between it's like people that. I've been in a situation where a person who who acts cool with me is the person who talks the most shit. 
And when you finally confront the person and you confront them like a man, you don't you don't do no bozo shit. You don't try to clown them. You say, hey, yo, I heard you was saying some some foul shit like like what's up with that? Oh, nah, it's what I heard. Like, nah, you know, what I mean, you got to clear your name sometimes. And, you know, a nigga can take it however the fuck they want to take it. You know, you got to protect your name at the end of the day. You're the only one that has it. Are you following me? Unless you got juniors or youngins or the seconds or the thirds, the fifths, the thirteenths. You know what I'm saying? That's just a that's just a reality thing. That's why, like, for somebody like me and just what I believe in. And not only what I believe in, but but what I live by, which are morals and values, right, and ethics, which doesn't make me a good person. It just makes me a person with morals and, and values. I can have bad morals and values, but I can still be a person with morals and values. Like somebody says, to, to me, there's no such thing as low self-esteem. You either have it or you don't. Like self-esteem isn't granted to you. It may be granted to you in certain circumstances, of like how you perform and your results of performing. You can't tell a person that they need to have better self-esteem if they never had experiences to where they can even take a loss and keep going. You know, a lot of these, you know, youngsters today, you know, they're out of fucking pocket. These niggas can't take a loss. They take one loss, they're ready to shoot up a school, for Christ's sakes. You know, niggas today, they can't fight. Niggas gotta shoot, pick up guns. Niggas get beat up, they trying to shoot the nigga the next time they see him. You know what I mean? Niggas can't have fair ones anymore. You know? Niggas can't box anymore. Niggas can't go to the square anymore. You know what I mean? Niggas can't just knuckle up and move on. You know, niggas got to be superior. And like I said, um, the black man is the black man's Nazi of today. The black man is the black man's skinhead of today. Um, The black man is the black man's Klansman of today. Are you following me? These are just the harsh realities that we have to understand and be able to deal with before we even make progress and say, well, what can we do to help the situation? Which when you say we, I say, what do you mean by we? I'm already doing my part. A lot of these Negroes, and this is my problem, like I said, with so-called black culture. I'm, I'm black on the inside and out. That's how black I am, right? So my, my black culture is my black culture where it's like my black experience is my black experience. My experience as a, as a man in general is different from the next man. So I don't play like the mental color, my games, you know, like these other colored people, you know, they out here shucking and jiving. Uh, black lives matter is coming back. You had the former nigga uh, from black lives matter. He was like, yeah, I fuck with Trump. You had a lot of these Negroes. Now they're saying, Hey man, where's Trump? We want Trump back. Niggas is like, wait, what? Yeah, these people, you know, they change, they change their ways fairly fast, I might I might add, you know. They didn't waste time, I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? When they had the opportunity to jump ship, they they jumped ship right away. And I said this before, I'll say it again. It's only the beginnings. I mean, like you look at this whole situation, I think I po- I pointed it out in the last episode. Not even sure if I uploaded it, but I'm going to talk about it as if I already did. In the last episode, I had talked about, well, uh, Sky News Australia. Shout out to Sky News Australia. They were talking about the uh, Epstein list. 
And on the Epstein list itself, you know, Trump had four documents on there. But keep in mind, Trump banned uh, Jeffrey Epstein from coming to uh, uh, Mar-a-Lago. Is it Mar-a-Lago? I don't know. I'm black. You know, his facility that this 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 nigga have Trump, you know, the real nigga. He got a facility and shit out there in Florida and shit because niggas out there in Florida, they worship him. Niggas out in Florida, they burnt out. Shout out to Florida. Salute. Them niggas is burnt out. They say, yo, because, you know, niggas is tripping nowadays, right? Like, we all know the country's fucked up. So Colorado is like, yeah, we taking Trump out. You know, we taking him out. We want him out of the ballot. So Florida was like, all right, bet. We want the same shit. We want, we want Biden out. Then Maine was like, we're thinking about getting Trump out too. But they failed. Mission failed for them. Not going to happen. Um, and other places are now speaking out. But then you have Texas. Huge, huge area. Florida, huge area. All saying, hey, we want Biden off the, off the ballot. So all y'all Democrats, y'all better be voting for um, uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., something like that. Y'all better vote for him. It's the best bet. Like, other than that, I don't even know what the fuck else to tell y'all. Like, this is all this is all bad, man. It's all bad. We had the civil wars. We got the civil war in the country right now as we speak. Are you following me? We have the spiritual civil war that's been going on since the beginning of time. Biblical. Are you following me? Um, we got the black czars. We got the czar wars going on right now for supremacy, for Oprah spot, supremacy for Diddy spot, supremacy for Tyler Perry spot and supremacy for even T.D. Jake spot. Allegedly, we have a lot of divide to look forward to. Uh, 2024. New year, new fear, new level, new devil. All right. Me just getting conditioned and, and becoming numb to the fact that this just wasn't that big a deal. You know, like You're I think me and her Bea. over the course of the Bea. last seven years, I'm going to guess that we've had like 250 Bea. threesomes, maybe 300. Cute. So cute. the idea. Cute. Like, like what's the point though? Like, that's cool and all that. That's cute. Like, I, I get it. Like, that's your thing. Like, you know, you know, that's your whole, that's your twist. Like, that's what you like, you know, that's your jam. I get it. Like, that's, but at the same time, it's like, you have to understand, like, how black culture and white culture differs is, it's vast, right? Like, a black person can never be open and honest about this without being clowned 24-7. And a person of color that, that, that is living this lifestyle, if he was open about it while he had the money, he would lose that money over a month. People would leave his platform. People would make videos shaming him. But because Adam-22 happens to be a Caucasian, a Caucasoid, uh, an American white, right? A Caucasoid American... Uh, people just go, well, that's Adam, you know, like that's how, that's how academics, uh, talks about Adam 22, which is always weird to me because academics is one of them, you know, Jamaicans, the Badman, not a fan of the, uh, Batiman. All right. Okay. Not a fan of the Batiman. 
Okay? Not a fan of the Femimon. Are you following me? Okay? Uh, me no rude boy, me no Rasta. All right? Are you following me? You know, I just know a little, you know, here and there. But, but the point I'm making is academics black the fuck out, damn near burst into tears, which, by the way, that's still probably one of the funniest moments of uh, 2023 low-key. Shout out to academics, though. But that's still one of the funniest moments. And then what made it even funnier was he didn't have to respond because he had big homie Whack. He's like, yo, you know, Whack is like, man, fuck this shit. Are you following me? He's like, man, I'll, I'll talk about this shit. And it had to check, you know, had to check the temperature because he had a couple of. Uh, I don't even know what to call these people. Uh, homosexuals, I guess. I don't know. Like, look, I'm not even trying to be offensive. Because if I say gays, because that's just going to sound real, like, uh, reckless. So I'll just say homosexuals. Um, these niggas had homosexuals that was willing to step into the ring with Saucy Santana. Um, and look, I don't, like, <laughs> to me, this shit's weird. But it's also funny to me, because, like, like, what type of luck does academic, like, now that I think about it, like, what type of luck does academics really have? That's crazy. It's not like it's L after L because he never really got in a conflict, but it's almost the L within the conflict itself, right? Like, you would then have to say to yourself, well, why the fuck is this even a, a beef? Why is this even a, a conflict? Why are these two people even having discussions? That's how I looked at it. And then I realized, oh, um, you know, the whole, I, I did the whole city boy or what is it? City girls check. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I see where this is from. So once again, just to remind people, you know, it's not to be vulgar, but it's like, I got to tell y'all like how things really are and how things happen. And like, you know, how wacky shit gets, um, the homosexual, um, uh, artist and entertainer saucy santana told academics that when he sees academics he is going to um knock him out put the mittens on him knock him out and fuck him in his butt absolutely despicable absolutely trifling absolutely out of pocket ungodly i mean there's so many things i mean what the fuck i mean like listen that that in itself is a violation on so many levels, okay? You could be an atheist and still get triggered by that. Like, nigga, you gonna, you going to knock me out and do what? Oh, I'm shooting you. That's cool. Niggas that say some crazy shit like that, like, the only, the only way to deal with them is completely liquidate them. They got to go. Are you following me? These niggas have to be unalived. Are you following me? These niggas will have to be liquidated in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right? Are you following? Yeah. Because really, in what fucking planet... <laughs> like, think like... <laughs> a nigga says he's going to knock you out. So that's already a violation. If he sees you, he says, when I see you, I'm knock you out. So you already know what it's hitting for. Like, okay. You know what I mean? You may want to shadow box in the basement real quick. Hop on a rope it up. You know what I mean? 
hit the punching bag real quick. Uh, 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 uh. You know what I mean? Work out a bit. But the nigga said after he knocks you out, he's going to fuck you in the butt. What the fuck is this, man? Jailhouse shit, man. Why are you gay? Are you beta male? Beta! 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 Why are you gay? <laughs> Some booty warrior shit, man. Sick. Disturbing. You know, we have porn all over the internet, so Disturbing. the concept of my girl Beta. exchanging her time Beta. and her body for money on camera is something that I've gotten very, very used to and I'm not worried about. And it just over time started to seem to me like, well, if I've seen you hook up with a hundred different girls and I've seen them give you pleasure on camera, Beta. is it really that much more traumatizing Beta. or terrible Beta. for her to do a scene with another guy? Like, even yesterday, Beta. I was in a huge orgy with her with, like, Oh, 10 other people. Okay, she's bet. the only girl in the orgy oh. that was only hooking up with me as far as... Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> wait, hold up. Yo, hold up. Did they put this woman in a handicap match? This woman was in the elimination chamber of dicks. Just dodging swords, man. That's sick. What did I used to call that? I used to call it the Cock Coliseum. That's where I got, okay, that's where I got the Coliseum shit from. I used to say that, uh, you know, the women were dueling in the Cock Coliseum, you know. They was out there dodging swords and shit, you know what I mean? Going to sex parties, getting turned out. You know the type of women I'm talking about, right? You know. Women that's loose, women that's loose, women that's loose. Women that's in the women, men is in the men. Despicable, bro. Despicable. Hold up. Women as loose. Women as loose. Women as loose. <laughs> Eliminated. Eliminated. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Eliminated. <laughs> oh god. All right. Let's finish this. So, and then she was hooking up with the other girls as well. With the other naked men around. Yeah, so there's three different naked dudes who are fucking the other girls, but they knew, we discussed it beforehand, that Lena is currently, you know, moving slowly in terms of doing content with other guys or whatever. Okay. And, uh, you know, at a certain blocker. point while I'm doing this, I'm cock blocker. You know, banging her friend right next to her and okay. licking some other girl's butthole. I'm doing God knows what. I'm kind of thinking in my head, like... Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. That's it. That shit is not even, like... The fuck is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> Yo, that shit is unacceptable. In my opinion, that's out of pocket. That shit's out of pocket. You know what I mean? That, that's out of fucking pocket. And there's no other way that I can look at it besides that's out of pocket. I don't care about it. And I, I want to move on. As a matter of fact, we about to end things soon because my, my car is on 12 miles until E. So I burned like, what, five miles of gas just sitting in my car. That's that's typical, I guess. I don't want this to go to like. I honestly don't want this to go to. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I was saying, I honestly don't want this to go to 
the 10 miles until he, even though I know I'm like six or seven miles away just to be on the safe side. Well, yeah, it is what it is. I don't give a fuck. It's the end of the week. I got to work this weekend, of course. Come back Monday. Deal with these people again. You know, get get my coins. You know, stash my coins up. Spend my coins wisely. Pay for a bunch of bullshit. Bills and whatnot. Typical. Typical BS. You know. But yeah, the Adam 22 shit, I'll, I'll never I'll never understand it. Um, I will save the Ricky Smiley response for another episode because it's already 8.03. And like I said, I clocked in at 2.05, so I want to be able to comfortably be out of here by 10.05. But um, I wanted to mention something where I've seen this video. And shout out the thought crimes, right? I seen this video, and I and I tell people when I say certain things, I tell you where where I've gotten it, where I've gotten the shit from. All right. So with thought crimes, the whole Zars thing, that's where I got the Zars shit from. But thought crimes was talking about Cat Williams, and I listened to it as long as I could, you know, before I kind of was like, all right, I'm over it. Um, this whole, and, and I understand what they meant by it. Where Cat Williams, the narrative behind the people that dislike Cat Williams or discredit Cat Williams was he was just not he was one of the people that weren't selected. He was a person that wasn't chosen by, you know, um, the other black czars, the black czars like um, Steve Harvey and these other people. And because of that, he's mad and he's he's talking and he's speaking out, which is false, because if you remember Cat Williams, he was at the peak of his career when he started beefing with um, he started beefing with Steve Harvey. He was at the peak of his career in, in a lot of ways. People that looked at uh, Cat Williams at one point was like, yo, you had a pocket like, you know, people knew that Steve Harvey had money. And Steve Harvey had a certain amount of power and he was looked at as a gatekeeper in a lot of ways. So the narrative with Cat Williams is it's not about the fame, but how one obtains it. And I think that's the main focus of what Cat Williams talks about when he talks about these people going to these parties and doing all types of wild shit. You know, what I mean, it's not about fame, but how one obtains it. You know, you can make an ass out of yourself and and essentially get famous. But then realistically, what's the cost of that? Well, once again, you made an ass out of yourself. So you become a laughing stock and maybe that laughing stock gives you some credibility, some level of attention. In some cases, a lot of people will say it's the same as being famous. But what are you famous for? And how do you obtain the fame? You know? Do you kick people's backs in? Uh, uh, do you tell? Do you snitch? Do you kick somebody's back in? Put put dirt on somebody's name? Talk shit behind somebody's back to get that opportunity? Um, did you literally have to make a sacrifice? Are you following me? Did, did you have to get somebody lined up? Did you have to do some shady shit to get to where you at? Um, you know, were you blackmailed? 
allegedly into doing the things that you decided to do to get to the level of where you needed to be. Only for a lot of these people, by the way, to almost. It's it's a weird it's a weird. It's a weird situation where these people actually believe that at the end they can just act naive as if they weren't a part of all of the destruction and chaos and wicked wild shit that they were a part of. You know, they can say things. Well, I didn't know that, you know, this was this and I didn't know about the one eye symbolism, but you were doing it in every fucking magazine cover. You were doing it in every article, every photo op that you gotten. You know, these devils throw up Illuminati gang signs. I don't know what type of Masonic gang signs and um, Illuminati cult symbols. I don't know what type of shit these niggas be doing. Gang level shit. You know what I mean? It's like gangland activities, man. All these Negroes, black czars and um, zarlets, they have their brotherhoods. They have their sisterhoods. We talked about this earlier as well. You follow me. I still don't remember... I had to upload it, right? No, I probably didn't. I got a lot of uploading to do. So I got to get ready to wrap this up soon. But the point I'm making is with 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 somebody talks about Cat Williams and what Cat Williams is saying and how it's considered hateful. And then people use the excuse of I like to call it the so-called two black label from the same uneducated negroes, right? When they say, oh, that person was just too black. He was too raw. He was too real. A lot of these people cannot really explain that concept of what being real is. Because for some people, being real is being a square. Being being real is waking up, doing what the fuck you got to do day in and day out to make a living. That's being real. That's being a real man. You know, being a man who can provide for a family being a man who can properly provide for himself and not get involved with the so-called chicanery and fuckery that would consider you a real nigga. Like the real nigga narrative is like, it's old. It's, it's, it's old as hell, right? Where you're from an area. So you have to represent that area. So you can't be seen in other areas. Besides the area you're in, this is like how this is how the modern day Negro is institutionalized by his community and the destruction and the chaos and the carnage that follows it. But instead of them understanding what they're a part of and possibly unplugging, they, they further dive into it and they become incarcerated. They become further institutionalized and they become another number. Are you following me? So when Cat Williams, when Cat Williams is pointing out these black gatekeepers and czars, it, it almost reminds me that the, some people, and it's and it's a weird situation where you may have people that have the same sort of mindset that you have when it comes to certain situations, right? How many times have I pointed out? Uh, Kevin Hart wearing a dress on Saturday Night Live. When was the interview with Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay? Are you following me? We were pointing this shit out earlier. 
um, days in some cases before the interview with Cat Williams. Are you following me? You know what I mean? I kind of stayed out of the comedy loop because I realized the audience of what is considered comedy today is just too sensitive. See, they're not going to understand, you know, jokes and things of that nature. Especially when they're considered the targets of those jokes. And there's no such thing as, you know, people getting offended and people kind of like not tuning in. At the very least, they'll talk about it, but they won't talk about it in a sense of, oh, we have to cancel these individuals. They'll talk about it in a sense of, well, I didn't agree with this. I didn't agree with that. But then the freedom of speech, the freedom of speech narrative is such a manipulated tactic that certain people use to benefit themselves while um, giving anybody who they speak against a disadvantage. Because if you say something hateful, you can say, well, that's just my freedom of speech. But if somebody says something hateful back and you get offended about it, then what does that say about your moral character? Like it says that you're a wimp and you can't take the conflict and the criticism that you dish out. So a lot of people, they silence themselves by their abuse of their so-called freedom of speech because their so-called freedom of speech always comes at a cost. Just like just like my freedom of speech. I can say something reckless, right? And even though that's my freedom of speech, it's still going to come with consequences. But people don't understand to an extent, like, hate speech. Who created hate speech? And what was hate speech designed for? What was or who was the opposition of hate speech? Meaning, who were the perpetual hate speakers of our society? Who were the people who captured, imprisoned, and exterminated the most Jews and humanity in our society, right? Hitler, another white guy. Surprise, surprise. But I said this before. The white people at one time had no choice but just to all be white. The whole separation shit ended very quickly when they saw the rise of black families and things of that nature. Then it became, okay, we're all white. These people are black. The end. God bless America. And that's that. But you have a society that likes to distort things and make things that are just outright outright wicked as things that are righteous. And a person with morals, uh, a man with morals, a woman with values is looked at as an alien today. And it's because a lot of these people who are in positions, you know, their way of marriage. And see, this is the weird thing about it, right? If it was a man who was with a woman and talked about his woman every fucking time a camera was rolling, it doesn't matter if he's fucking a woman, doesn't matter if he's arguing with the woman, means nothing, right? Somebody is going to go, all right, I'm tired of hearing this shit, right? And like I said, this is like the no jumper curse right now where it's like, all right, we get it. You allow your wife to get plowed by men. We got it. A lot of us just aren't interested in it. 
We really don't want to hear that. We want to hear about the hip hop. We want to hear about the street shit. We want that. You know, the No Jumper fans, I don't think you guys are cucks. I don't think you guys are necessarily fans of cucks. Just my judgment. I don't know if Adam 22 knows that or not, but he should know that. And then whatever he does, he just have a whole network where he just talks about all that weirdo shit there. Leave that shit out of No Jumper. I'm telling you, you're losing the audience. But anyway, hopefully for 2024, I gain the audience. But in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.